Happy holiday season, friends. I've got something super special for you today. One of my very, very good friends, and actually my podcast coach, is here to talk about her food journey. I asked her to come on the show because I've been working with her directly for just about two years now. And honestly, guys, she's been through the whole process. She started with the need for food freedom. Then we started to introduce some targeted nutrition, and then she wanted to see what she was capable of as a newly discovered athlete. And what I mean by that is she just decided to start working out and weightlifting, and she wanted to see what she could do and what her athletic potential was in this new life she was living. So she's really been through the whole spectrum. And I wanted to have her come on and pick apart her brain on just what it was like for her, because I think while each of us is in a different stage, it's so cool to see it full circle, start to finish. And now that she's finished, she still has lots ahead of her, but she really has come to this place where she not only feels peace with food, she sees it as fuel. She knows how to enjoy it with balance, but she's also starting to find ways to eat intentionally so she can optimize her health. So it's really, really cool to see her story is beautiful. She is beautiful. And I'm so glad she's here. Hey guys, before we dive into that, I do have a holiday sale going on for you guys. Food Foundations is 25% off, 25% off on the full-time payment, on the monthly payments, on whatever it is you want to do to make it happen. 25% off, babes. That is so great. So head on over to jessbrownrd.com and you can click on courses, find the information there. Now, if you are one of those people that's like, I don't know, Jess, I just don't know. I've got a free workshop for you guys. Check it out. Go to my website, jessbrownrd.com. You'll see a big flashy button at the top that says free workshop. This will give you an idea on what the empowered eating model is. What is it that we are doing here? And if anything, you know, it's 22 minutes of your life and you will walk away with some tips on how to not obsess over food and start walking your way towards a healthier version of yourself. So it's a win-win for you. If anything, at least go check that out. You'll get a very clear understanding of how I operate when I work one-on-one with people and through my programs. And if you love it, because I know you will, (laughs) make sure you grab that sale. That sale is going through December 19th. Enter Happy Holidays, that's H-A-P-P-Y-H-O-L-I-D-A-Y-S, all caps, at checkout, and you will get 25% off. All right, let's dive into this beautiful story with my dear friend, Steph. Hey, awesome. Yeah, I'm talking to you. I know you're ready to stop falling into diet culture traps and finally put together a realistic plan on how to boost your energy. You might feel stuck because you can't quite kick the chocolate habit. The whole body love thing isn't getting the job done. Or maybe you're at an impasse because you are pushing it in the gym, but you can't figure out how and what to eat. How many times have you Googled best diet and found that the latest trend has failed you? Hey girl, I'm Jess registered dietitian, wife, mama, and total science and nutrition research junkie. I too used to be stuck in the cycle of insecurity and never feeling like my body was good enough. Then I tried to fix it with food only to end up right back where I started. I did some really hard work. I found food freedom, but then I was confused on how to eat healthy and get fit without falling back into diet culture crazy. I wish someone would have taught me the difference between discipline and obsession. I wanted to be the healthiest version of myself by balancing healthy eating with food freedom. Like how do I actually eat healthy, get fit, and have donuts with my kids? It wasn't until I figured out this awesome balance between discipline and permission, the art of intentional eating with sprinkles of flexibility, the empowered eating model was born. 
Here on the show, we nix diet culture while creating values-based health goals. We reconnect with how our body responds to food through biofeedback, all the while figuring out a plan on how to get healthy and fit without sacrificing the most meaningful parts of life. Sustainability doesn't mean never eating your favorite foods again. I mean, pizza is life, right? (laughs) We are here to finally not just feel comfortable, but confident in our body. I am so excited to fuel your awesome with empowered eating. Head on over to JessBrownRD.com and grab my three steps to empowered eating guide totally free or hop onto my e-course food foundations to get the step-by-step deets on how I got here. All right, you ready to take your inner awesome to the next level? So grab that cup of coffee, lace up those running shoes because girl, it's time to go. Well, hey, friends, I have an awesome interview for you guys today. This is one of my dear, dear friends, Stephanie Gass. You guys may have heard me talk about her before. She is actually the reason Fuel Her Awesome is here for y'all. She has taught me how to build a podcast from scratch and helped me along with what I'm offering you and bringing to you guys on a daily basis. And at the same time that we were working on this show for y'all, we've been working on her food. And so I actually asked her to come on today. I wanted to just pick her brain about her journey because it's so powerful. And I know it's going to be a treat for you guys. Steph was actually my second episode that ever dropped on the feel her awesome podcast. And I thought it'd be really cool to bring her back on and talk about like where she is now. So Steph, I'm so excited to have you on again today. Thanks for coming today. Yes. Hi, Jess. Thanks for having me back on the show. Well, for those that haven't listened to your first interview that we had, which was almost two years ago, it's crazy. Um, Tell us a little bit about who you are and what your relationship with food is like now. Yeah. So Steph Gass, uh, like Jess had mentioned, I'm uh, busy working. I work from home full time as a entrepreneur. I have a podcast. I have online courses. I coach people. I also have two little boys under nine. Um, and so my life is really super busy and I'm a, I've always been a high achiever. So I've got that kind of in my bones and the go-getter personality type, which means, you know, you want to achieve and you want to achieve in all areas of your life. So you can, we'll talk about what the food journey was like before, because I think personality does play a lot into food along with your past and lies and things you've learned and how the world talks about all of that. So how is my relationship with food now, man? Like, I guess I would describe it as really healthy, not in like a, I eat healthy, but like my relationship is healthy. There's Mm -hmm. no like trauma with food. There's no obsession. Um, it feels food is fun again. Like this morning I had Ooh. half a Krispy Kreme and I'm obsessed with Krispy Kreme. Like when we get Krispy Kreme donuts, y'all don't hate on the Krispy Kreme. <laughs> like I'm obsessed with Krispy Kreme, but at the same time, last night I had Brussels sprouts, uh, roasted Brussels sprouts and chicken. And I'm so happy about both of those choices. There's no guilt. There's no shame. It just feels like food is finally just fuel and Mm -hmm. fun with a sprinkle of fun. I love it. I love it. Yeah. So it sounds like you're feeling like the healthiest you've ever been. Um, Part of that's like the physical, but a lot of it's the mental piece where you don't feel this need to obsess and like micromanage your food. So 
let's back up just a little bit. Like, I love where you are now. We're going to come back to it, but where were you with yeah. food before you and I started working together? Cause I remember like I yeah. called and we were talking about, you know, setting up some um, trades between the two of us. And I said, well, do you need help with your food? And you were like, I don't know. Do I? <laughs> <laughs> so tell no. me a little bit about what it was like before. Yeah. That's so funny that you bring that up because I think so often when we think about food and eating and fitness, we do, we truly believe that it is all just physical. Like mm. if I just follow a diet and I follow a plan, I'll get to this elusive number that will all of a sudden make my life great. You know? And for me, I had this, this number in my head, but the number was ever changing no matter where I was at in my health. Like it's always, I need to lose 10 pounds regardless of whatever number I was at. And it was so fixated on the scale and my whole life, you know, my whole life growing up was this constant chasing of this elusive number. And I remember, you know, in high school, of course, dabbling in different, like, I'm not going to eat it all. And I had this stint of a year where I would eat a banana a day and I got down to like 119 pounds, which for me is like super, super tiny. Mm -hmm. And I was starving myself to be this elusive number, which still wasn't good enough. Mm -hmm. And in my twenties, I was taking Adderall to not eat. And then, you know, then I was like, well, that's not a great idea. Let's just work out for two hours a day. Mm -hmm. And like constantly obsessing with whatever physical solution was available. Then I went on the keto diet and I did that for like two years. And I really had made myself believe that that was the answer to health simply because I liked the way that I looked, mm -hmm. but yet my mental state was an absolute disaster. I would stick to this perfect diet five days a week, obsessing about it and thinking about it and validating it. And then all weekend I'd binge eat because I really actually wanted the Sadie's or the donut or whatever. And then I'd be so upset with myself and so full of guilt that I would go work out for two hours and start the process over again, over and over and over. And so it was this constant, like searching for this answer, but for what, you know, and then, and then looking at my body and still not being happy with what I saw. Yeah. Yeah. So you mentioned like the physical outcome was really what you were judging your success on, right? Like right. that's what the standard was. Right. And then it's interesting to see how that, like getting to that point, it required all of these extreme approaches, right? Like keto is pretty extreme. I mean, you have to be gnarly to follow and follow that. And then you got... I remember like fighting with Jessica Brown about, <laughs> I was Jessica Brown. I'm like, she like black, you know, keto, veto keto or something on her social. And I'd be like, excuse me, but the keto diet can actually be macronutrient rich. And like, I remember having these conversations with her, which was really good for both of us. Mm -hmm, totally. But at the same time, like I was, I didn't want to admit that I had been wrong for two years. And so I kept like leaning into this has to be the answer, you know? Right. Yeah. Well, it's hard to look at that stuff, right? Especially if we have like had some success come out of it. And I think that's why it's so confusing for a lot of people is because they will lose weight. They will like yes. the way they look by doing some of these things. And then, so we attach the right way. Like keto is the right way because I got these results or the but, only way, right? The only way. But if we back up, it sounds like I was exhausted hearing about <laughs> the cycle that this put you on, where it was like on point for five days, relax for the weekend. And 
And that, that was something that it sounds like really started wearing you out. So when I asked yeah. you, I'm curious when I asked you, like, do you need help with food? Yeah. Um, you know, what, what made it so that you were open to mm-hmm. going down this road and looking at your food patterns again? Cause you weren't following keto at that time, right? No, I wasn't. And my faith is a really big part of my life. Mm-hmm. And I had realized that I was keeping my health separate from mm-hmm. God. So mm-hmm. I was coveting my health for me to figure it out. And so I had told Jessica, I bought some Bible studies about health and eating. And I want to be free from this obsession. Like I I do want to invite God into my health journey. Mm -hmm. And I told her that and her hearing, like I was looking for help and I had been praying like, God, how can I, I want to be free from this, but I also still want to be healthy. And I don't want to like, can't I be healthy without this obsession part? Like I'm so sick of it. And so I began praying and begin to like, kind of surrender my health to him. I am kidding you not two days later of buying that Bible study and working on it and telling you, you said, can I help you in your health? Can I help you with food? And I'm like, this, could this really be the answer Mm -hmm. to my prayer? And it it was like, I could almost get emotional about it because you don't realize sometimes that you do need help with something. Mm -hmm. And you look around and you think, isn't this normal? Mm -hmm. Like there's nothing wrong with me. Everyone's obsessed with dieting. Everyone's obsessed with, you know, this perfect elusive body weight. But if everyone is doing something, then it's the the telltale sign that something might be wrong with that. Yeah. Oh, that, that gave me chills. And you know, this is something, and I've definitely felt it. And like you helping me with my podcast is like, God has always been such a string in our relationship. And I, that for you and like watching you walk through your journey was the piece that had to fall in place first Mm -hmm. in order to make this door fly open for you was like getting grounded and okay, why am I doing this? Maybe the physical, yes, I still want some of the physical. Sure. I am human. We're here in this body. And at the same time, that doesn't have to be my reason. And, um, that's that I had forgotten about that. I'm so glad you reminded me of that. Cause it was that you, you got into alignment with, I am here because this is an obstacle in my whole life. Right. And I need to pull God and my faith into this journey. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I remember sitting down with you for that very first session and we really focused on, in that very first call, we didn't even look at the physical piece, which when you think about working with someone to help you in your food journey, you think, cool, hand me the nutrition plan. Mm-hmm. I'll follow. I'm an achiever, Jessica, hand me a nutrition <laughs> plan. I will achieve that bad boy. And she wouldn't let me do that. Mm-hmm. It was, Hey, we got to, we got to rewire some of these, these beliefs that you have around food. And we're going to have to get rid of the scale for a while. And we're going to have to let you play and dabble in food. And it was absolutely terrifying. Yeah. So I want to talk a little bit about your process because I've been so fortunate to be in your corner for, it's been almost two years now, right? Two years. Mm-hmm. Which has been incredible because it's, you've been able, I've been able to see you go through each season and that right. first, first season is very different than the season we're in now. And some of the, what you call the messy middle. Yep. <laughs> and so walk me through the process. I mean, was it always easy? What was the whole journey like from you? Yeah. From that first session to where you are now. Okay. So the very first session, um, I went into, I would call it like a little fluffy and knowing like, (laughs) I do like, this is not the healthiest version of myself, but I don't understand how to get there. Mm -hmm. And I keep bouncing back here. So like something has got to (laughs) give and being like, 
but the scale says blank, but the scale says blank. But the, mm-hmm. And like the scale was this like, um, identifier or something or like identity. Mm-hmm. And so Jessica had me get rid of the scale and I wasn't to weigh at all. And I was the very first homework assignment I had was to go eat whatever I wanted, but to pay attention to how I felt. Mm-hmm. And so I did. And what was so weird is I, I never in my entire life had recognized when I was full. It was like this crazy novel thing of like partner, what you're doing physically when you eat with like how you feel and how you're satisfied and what you actually really want. Have you ever sat and asked yourself, what do you really want to eat right now? Mm-hmm. And so of course I was choosing the pancakes and I was too excited. <laughs> like I hadn't really allowed myself to eat that way in so long. So I just kind of went for it, but I was still really mindful of how much, which was a whole new, um, process for me, but that it was really hard to trust Jessica's process because everything inside of me was like, you're going to gain weight. Mm -hmm. You are, you are looking at that pancake girl. You are going to gain weight just from looking at the pizza. Mm -hmm. Um, and, but I was like, I'm going to trust her. Like if God led me to Jessica and I'm gonna, I am going to be coachable for the first Mm -hmm. time in my life when it comes to food. And so that went on for gosh, I don't know, two to four months, right. Mm -hmm. Just kind of allowing me to explore food for the, really the first time as an adult. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'll never forget that phone call when you were on, I think it was maybe a CEO retreat you were Uh on and you're like, Jess, I ate waffles. Like, I don't remember the last time I ate waffles, but I didn't finish the waffles. I didn't. And like, that was the whole thing for you was feeling satiated and learning how to link that to like the permission to eat and how that could actually lead to satiety earlier. It was so cool to see. Now I want to ask you, because I think this idea of trusting the process is really, really hard for people, especially when we are in this culture that like gaining weight is the worst thing that can happen to you. And we also feel like gaining weight is final. Like if we gain weight, that's it. That's it for us. We're, we're doomed, you know? And so how did you get through that? I mean, I appreciate the trust, but I imagine like that had to run a little deeper. So how did you talk yourself through some of those times when it was really, really challenging? You know, I think, I think that I finally realized that if I'm going to be healed from these food beliefs and leaning on a diet as a band-aid, like I'm going to have to trust that my body knows where it should live. Mm. And so trust didn't become one day I'll get to this elusive number. Trust became how did God create me to be, but yet how can I shepherd my body truly as a temple? Because for me, biblically, like my body is the temple of the Holy spirit. And I want to treat it that way. Mm -hmm. And I imagine, you know, if you can imagine Jesus, like he went to the weddings and he had some fun, he had some cake, you know, but at the same time, like, I want to create this beautiful space in my body where I am healthy and energetic and strong. And how do I trust that that's where I'm going, even though it's not overnight. And so that I kept leaning into like, I know that if I can trust this process, I can be healed from Mm -hmm. this. Cause really it's just a lie, like grab the next diet and all your problems are solved because I had been doing that for decades. And it had been proven to me that that was absolutely a lie because otherwise it would have worked by then. Yeah. Oh man. That's so big. So I loved what you said. My body knows where it wants to live and like really leaning into that. 
And I think it's really evident that your faith was a part of the process because you were able to feel comfortable in that statement because you knew your purpose was bigger than just your body. And I think that is so powerful. It can be scary because what if our body and where it lands doesn't match what, you know, we had in our head or, you know, where it is, which I'm curious where your body's landed today. Does it match what you thought it or what you wanted, you know, back when you were in your twenties. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not in my twenties. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, thirties, early thirties. Interestingly, you know, I think that my body looks better now than it did seven years ago when I was obsessed with the keto and the two hours a week working out. And I kept telling Jessica, like, if I could just look like I did in 2018 or whatever the yeah. year was, <clears throat> like that's the, the, the elusive like body that I want. And I had just let go of that and started over this two year process, you know, weight training. I started changing the way that I worked out, started leaning into what was fun for me and what was more convenient for my lifestyle. And we'll talk about like the eating changes I made and things of that nature, but I actually think I look better than I did then. And now I'm like, I can still eat, have that freedom here and there. And there's no beating myself up. And I've even like the craziest part, Jess, you know, my life has been crazy this past six months. And like there's seasons of we've got people over for four days in a row. There is no room for meal prepping chicken. Like (laughs) I'm just going to eat the enchiladas (laughs) because that's what we're doing today. And like knowing and trusting my body, it bounces right back Mm -hmm. to home base 48 hours later of, of getting back to, you know, eating for fuel instead of eating for the diet and trusting that like, Mm -hmm. oh, it's huge. Yeah. And I'm like, I never realized that, that, that was possible. There was so much beating myself up all the time. Um, so anyways, I went off on a tangent, but what was the oh, question? I love it. No, I love it. Well, you kind of brought up something I wanted to shift into next, which okay. was like, we had this season of eat what you want and see what your body says. Right. And that was like almost yes. this, the season of permission. Right. And then we did shift. It, that was like about four months and you kind of came yeah. and you said, all right, I'm ready for next. What's next. So talk to me a little bit about that transition that we mm-hmm. made and what it was like for you. So I think what happened was I got to this point of feeling peace with food, mm-hmm. which was so crazy. Like imagine going, there's pizza available, but I'm actually not wanting any right now. If you've never felt that before, it's possible to feel that Mm -hmm. because I felt like pizza was a forbidden food. And so I would binge eat the pizza because pizza is delicious. And now I realize like I can have pizza if I really want it. That's great. But it takes time. It's not just a decision Mm -hmm. that you make to be like, I'm just going to feel different about pizza. It's you have to. You have to unlearn what you've been taught and you have to retrain yourself to trust food and trust yourself. And it's not overnight, just like with anything else in our life, we want freedom from something, get ready for some hard work because right. it does not happen overnight. <laughs> yep. I told Jessica all the time. I'm like, you're not going to have overnight success. I know. I love it. You're not going to be free from these food issues overnight. You know? <laughs> so we were each other's coaches, but I felt peace. And that's when I knew, okay, <clears throat> I'm ready to get really healthy in my life again. Cause I do want, I really do want to want the salad. Like mm-hmm. I really do. I believe in the power of clean food. I believe that I need energy. I am growing a thriving business at this point. Like I have two little boys. Let's get this. I'm you ready. need all the energy you can I get. Do. Mm-hmm. And you also can't get that on donuts alone. I right? also did know Jess, like this isn't home for my body. Mm. And I, I had been feeling like I'm comfortable 
but it's not the healthiest version of me. And I'm Mm -hmm. ready to start going there, even if it takes forever. And I told Jessica, I'm here for like years at the, like, I wasn't in a rush, which Mm -hmm. felt really nice. So what we did was we started to make small tweaks. So the first thing Jess did was, um, I called them the bubbles. Mm -hmm. And so Jessica gave me this bubble plan, which was kind of like, okay, we're not going to track macros. You're not going to be focused on calories. And we're still not going to weigh in until you feel like if you want to use that as a partial metric, but we're going to think about how you feel. And we may look at how your clothes fit and also your energy level. And then we're just going to try to hit a few little goals. And so she kind of eased me into, we're going to focus on protein and we're going to focus on some greens and some vegetables and some fruits. And then there's still something called your fun bubble. So you can still have your donut or whatever that thing is that brings you joy. And this was daily. And so we went on, oh my gosh, probably a year using the bubble system. And you also encouraged me to find a workout plan that what I was super excited about. And so what we actually came up with was I live in the mountains. So it's like 30 minutes to any gym. It's just unrealistic. I wasn't sticking with certain things. Like, so I wanted a way to connect with my husband. And I was talking to Jessica about this. I'm like, I think if we did weight training together, that would be such a fun way to connect with him. And so instead of making it about me, like I have to find this perfect workout, I made it have a bigger meaning in my life. And so we invested and we made our small garage, a gym, which is so cool. It's It's such a cool place. And instead it, it became like, it's my favorite place to be every day because my kids come out, the dogs are running around and we have a pretty big property. And so the dogs are running in the front yard and the kids are throwing, um, you know, the nerf darts at each other. And my husband and I are lifting weights together in this garage gym, laughing, like talking about our day. And it's become like a day date that we have and it's meaningful to me. Mm -hmm. And then what happened was through the, the weight training, I started to see my body shift, like I was still doing cardio. We have a Peloton and I would do that a few days a week, but really like the weight training is what really started to change the composition. And now that's been about a year and a half, maybe a year of weight training, you know, four nights a week, but it's at home. So it's quick and it's convenient and it it means something to me. And so those few things completely shifted how my body, the home base for what my body felt like, but most importantly, how I felt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think what was so sustainable for you in that is that it was linked to things you value the most. So like the workout was time with your family and also a decompression time for you yes. as you transitioned like from work back right. to like family life. And then the bubbles, like, I'll never forget when I gave you the bubbles, you were like, this is my jam, Jess. This is literally my food to-do list. And I, I was like, it. yes, <laughs> you're like, I love checking things off. And so it was something that felt sustainable to you because you actually enjoyed it. And that really showed. Now we did hang out there for, it was about a year. Uh huh. And then you came and you mm-hmm. were like, I'm ready for something else. So tell me what came after this. Cause this was where you felt like home base start to shift, yeah. but then you got an appetite for something more. Yes. And I think as with anything in your life, you know, there are small sprints that you can push yourself, right? Cause we're mm-hmm. always the lid in anything that we do. We're the lid in our business. We're the lid in our health. And so I, again, felt peace. I'm like, cool. Like I've kind of conquered this. I'm feeling so great about it. Is there a next level for me? It was, I really want to tone up and get a bit stronger. Like I want to kind of see 
what that would be like. Cause I've never really focused on strength and toning up and kind of leaning into a little sprint, not a forever, but I want to see what's possible for, for right now. And so what's so fun about Jessica is not only does she have the incredible expertise in the eating disorder and the mental space of healing you with food, but she also is so well-versed in sports medicine and she works with athletes. And so she can like all of a sudden pivot into like, let's do a sprint. And so I had this other plan that consisted of a little bit more intentional workouts, a little bit more intentional food goals, but still had a little bit of wiggle room for once in a while. It was less, but once in a while, that thing I really wanted, which was always Sadie's, let's just call it what it is. <laughs> it's delicious. It's delicious. And, um, and then kind of leaning into that. And then we would do check-ins every two weeks of like, are you done? Do you want to, there was always like, this wasn't forever. We were never Mm -hmm. married to a plan. We were constantly willing to uh, be flexible Mm -hmm. with whatever the goals were based on my values and my life at the moment. Cause there were also times where I'm like, I'm off the plan. We've got all the family is over. And it was like, no big deal. No big deal. This whole thing is flexible. So we did that gosh now for, I guess it's been like two months or so. of kind of being in this sprint season, I do take some breaks from the sprint season. Um, and I'm feeling really at peace when those breaks do need to happen, but kind of just elevating the strength and kind of focusing on that as this new goal that I'm in. Yeah. It's been so cool. And you've been able to achieve some pretty amazing things. Like I love it when you call and you're like, Jess, you should see what I'm lifting now. Like it's insane. And I know you yes. mentioned you're at a doctor's appointment and they were checking you out somewhere and said, Oh, you got a lot of muscle there. No, no. Let me, t- this is hilarious <laughs> friends. So I'm in a mammogram. Okay. <laughs> I'm in the, imagine what happens in a mammogram. Okay. Mm-hmm. And they're doing an ultrasound and they're checking out the pectoral area. And she goes, <laughs> Oh my gosh. Do you lift weight? <laughs> I was like, yes. She's like, your pectorals are humongous. You're like, yes. <laughs> if that's what you don't want to hear in a mammogram girls, I don't know what yeah, right? else. <laughs> like I was so here for it. I'm like, you made this whole experience worthwhile. <laughs> well, and I loved it. Cause you were like, I'm an athlete. Like you kind of like shifted into this mentality of I'm not just someone that works out anymore. Like I am someone that is strong and have an athletic build, which is where I think at the heart of this next transition was for you, where you're like, I want to see what I'm capable of now. Like, you know, it started, I want to make peace. Then it was like, I, I, I can tell I'm not the healthiest version of myself. I need more energy. So we, we introduced more intentionality right. and then you being a goal getter, we're like, now what am I capable of? Like, what right. can I actually do with all this energy that I have now? One of the things that happened, and this was in the more recent transition we had, because we did pivot. We went from like this peace, food freedom, um, we call it gentle nutrition, like really introducing targeted nutrition, but nothing very specific. But then when you came and said, I want to see how strong I can get you, we, we pivoted to sports nutrition, which is a lot more dialed in. Now your husband came to you and said, what are you doing? I thought Jess doesn't do diets. So I want to talk a little bit about this pivot because I think it's confusing to people mm-hmm. like how we can go from this food freedom to more intentional eating. And how do we do that without going back to some of the, the old thoughts? So tell me a little bit about your process in these transitions. Yeah. So I think the first thing is you have to understand that there's a time and place for each shift in your health journey. 
And so if Jessica would have handed me a targeted nutrition plan, month one, two, three, four, all the way through month six, I would have reverted back into a obsessive diet mentality because what I would have seen is, oh, there's a food plan that I have to hit. And I'm absolutely not allowed to do anything other than what's on this piece of paper. But what she did, but what it really is, is it's a complete evolution of you can't go to targeted nutrition until you're healed of your food stuff. You just can't. So it's really like being honest with yourself about where are you? You know, if you have food trauma and you're still dealing with, you know, stuff that's going on in your life and you're still feeling like the repercussions of mistreating your body in some way or dealing with a disorder of some kind or any of those pieces or obsessively working out like we first have to get, we first have to heal from the inside. If we're going to change the way that we treat our body on the outside and being willing to know that that's going to take time. I mean, it's been two years before I was ready to move into targeted nutrition and I won't be there forever. Targeted nutrition is a sprint. And, and what's cool about it though, is it's kind of retrained my brain on like the bubbles are so wonderful when you're just living life. And you can always revert back because now I know how to eat. That's the biggest pain okay. point was like, how do I even eat? Mm-hmm. So now I know how to eat, but I also know how to up level because I've been taught targeted nutrition when I'm in a sprint season. And again, so does that answer? It's kind of like knowing where you are, being willing for it to take time and not rushing the process just because you want to get to that targeted nutrition. You'll yeah. get there. Yeah. I think it's so important because you really did come to that place in your life where it was appropriate. You felt the peace. And I loved how every transition point you said that, like, I felt peace here. So like I could hang here, but I was also kind of curious of what would be next. And with you, the one thing that I've observed that I think is one of your keys to success is you didn't have urgency. Mm -hmm. You know, there wasn't like this, I have to lose weight by my 40th birthday, or I have to lose weight by, which is what a lot of, you know, women go for, or by this vacation or this deadline, you know, it was like, I'm here for it and I'm going to learn along the way. And I think that allowed you to go through with like the open mind and the open posture that you had. Yeah. It was more important to me to be healed from Mm -hmm. the dieting and the obsession and all that. Like then I'm like, I am like, I'm here to be finally free from this. It was like this full out decision that I had to make because if you're not willing to be fully free from something, you're not going to be willing to go through the trials and the long amount of time that it shows up to consistently bring yourself out of those beliefs that you've had for so long. Like it takes decades to create the food monsters right. that you have. <laughs> and it's not going to not take a while to undo them. Yeah. Yeah. But you, you continue to show up. And I will say you really leaned into faith and trusting the process, which was really evident in your outcomes. Now tell us a little bit about where you are now, because you've been through this healthy sprint and you said your relationship's healthy with your relationship with food is healthy, but tell me about like, how do you feel in your body now and how that impacts you as a mom, as a CEO, as an entrepreneur? Yeah. Oh man. It's so legit. So Jessica has this, this tracker that we follow and, um, you feel out like how you feel. And so what's so interesting is it says like, how strong do you feel in your body? And that thing has gone up like 30 points in the past year. 
Um, it talks about like how sustainable is your relationship with food. I'm almost at a hundred percent sustainability on the tracker. It's so good. Energy has gone up exponentially. And then what's really cool also is like inches. I've lost tons of inches. I'm at probably the lowest body fat percentage that I've been in with, with like that, just being bonus points of like how you actually feel in your energy levels. Um, and also I just, I make choices now without having to think about the choices because I know of how they will make me feel. And I am not a feely person of like, how will this app will make me feel that is not who I am. And so for something to make me pause and be like, if I eat this, if I make this delicious, like, you know, peanut butter, chocolate protein shake right now, I know at six, 7 PM. I'm going to still be going strong with my kids versus grabbing yet another cup of coffee or eating a chocolate bar or whatever. So like the choices that I'm making are all determined based on how I'm feeling. So that's been really amazing. Um, and it just allows me to operate at a higher capacity. Like I have huge, huge dreams for my business. Um, I'm more confident in my marriage. I'm more confident as a mom. Um, I feel like when you don't feel great about yourself, that is, something that you project onto everyone around you. Um, we're quicker to snap at people and nothing good comes from when you don't, you don't feel happy in your body. And so I have completely, I've let go of that. I honestly, like, I don't think about my body, which is so thing. It's so cool. Isn't it funny how like you get to this really healthy spot and you think about it less. You're like, wait, what? I'm like, you just put on the clothes and you go on with your day. Like I'm and I just feel great about everything. I'm like, it's amazing. I, I just honestly, like, I love that. I don't think about it. I'm not, a, that was the whole point two years ago was like, how do I stop being obsessed? That was it. That's all I wanted. And I'm there. Now I love it. And your story, it's been such a blessing to be on this walk with you Steph. but what would you say to someone that is on that line? Like, I want to trust the process, but I'm scared. Like, what if I do gain weight? Yeah. So, uh, know that you might because it depends on where you are. If you've been, you know, not eating or you are doing the whole binge and diet process or whatever that might look like, like you may gain a little bit of weight, but you know, what's funny. Like, I think I gained like three or four pounds. Like it really wasn't that big of, you think like, oh my gosh, I'm going to gain a hundred pounds by eating the waffle. Like you're not because you're doing it with intentionality and you're doing it with these other metrics that just helps you with like we're going to pay attention to your site, your satiety, 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 <laughs> and you know, obviously like you can't do this alone because I think the most important piece of all of that was having Jessica to help walk me through the feelings of like, yeah, you gained a couple of pounds, but honestly, like who cares? Like they're going to come off. We're just, this is, this is just right now to help you learn to, to know that food's available for you and it's rewiring your brain. There's literal science behind what she's doing. And so that accountability was key. And I think the other thing I would say to you guys is, um, health is something that is, or diets and like the secret, the answer, like it's so available online. I would go and I'd Pinterest and I'd print the next thing and I'd get the download, the latest macro counter and all this stuff. And like the best thing I ever did was invest in my health. So if I, if there's anything, and Justin asked me to do this, but if there's anything I would want you to do, it's take her course because the course has every single step and foundational piece that you need to begin this whole journey, to understand what this roadmap really looks like to food, complete food freedom. 
and empowered eating. And then, you know, if you can financially partner with coaching with her, because that was the next step for me was really having that, Hey, can you customize where I'm at? Can we talk about what to eat? And so the the course really gives you the foundational pieces and accountability that you need. You have the community and all those pieces, but the coaching was the next level of like just support that I really needed. So don't do it alone. It made the, made all the difference. Oh, thank you so much for that stuff. It means the world to me. I think your story is just so incredible, you know, and at the heart of what I like to talk about here is that we have to let go of some of these like body image hangups and the mm. food lies that are in our head because it, to- because it totally eclipses our ability to serve our, our world, our community, our purpose. And yeah. what's cool for you is you've always been a goal getter. You've always been someone with big dreams, but now it sounds like your health isn't really like a glass ceiling anymore. It's a platform and it gives you yes. more energy, more bandwidth. And it's just so cool to see. I thank you every single day. I'm so grateful for you. Um, you've changed my life more than you know. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope it strengthened your food journey and empowered you to live boldly in your body. Real quick, sister, before you go, if you liked today's episode, the best way you can thank me is head on over to iTunes, Fuel Her Awesome Podcast, leave a review and subscribe. Then take a screenshot and share it on your social media. Don't forget to tag me at JessBrownRD. And if you're looking for more resources, be sure to check out my website, JessBrownRD.com. I've got info on my e-course, Fuel Her Awesome, Food Foundations, my 10-step ebook on how to beat body bullying, and so much more. I cannot wait to chat with you babes again. Until next time, cheers and happy eating.